Welcome to the Hoops Galore podcast with your host Jackson St. Fort and Zidani Petuta. In this show, we break down the game, we discuss offense, defense, and team fits. Everything hoops, we got you covered. It's your guy Zidani Petuta. We're going to be talking all things basketball, keeping it versatile like a coach does, all while having some fun. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Hoops Galore Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson St. Fort. And your co-host, Zidani Fatuda. We're here to talk about everything hoops, breaking down the game, analyzing, and also sharing some post-game analysis with you guys. We had a great slate of Thursday night games in the NBA. Great matchups all across the board. We have four matchups that was pretty nice to watch. The Heat lose at the Warriors, 110 to 123. Ooh, okay. Good performances from Clay. Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Steph Curry. Do you know how much Clay had last night? Was he in double figures? Clay, I believe, had 19. Awesome. He had 19. He uh, he struggled a little bit early in the part of the game, but kind of really found his rhythm and hit a couple big shots at the end of the game. And Wiggins was flying all over the place, man. That guy is taller than you think and very athletic, man. So that guy was getting boards all over the place. Miami had strong performances from Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Those two-way performances were huge, very good with uh, steals and points, just not enough from the others. The Grizzlies win at home versus the Kings, 125 to 110. John Morant and company finding their rhythm. They're looking very good in the, in the earliest part of the season, uh, being 4-1, and one, so that's looking really promising. And we got the LA Clippers. They lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 110-118 without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, just weighing on Kawhi Leonard's load management and his injuries are slowly coming back from injuries. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. But I really want to talk about and analyze the overtime thriller between the Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets last night. Mavs got the win over the Nets in a game that was super entertaining to watch. It, Luka Doncic is just amazing. Definitely want to see that guy in person because, wow, like I want to see what he sees on the court for sure. So we're going to definitely d- dive into more of that Mavericks versus Nets game for sure. So let's let's go ahead and do it. What did you like? What was pleasant to the eye that you saw last night? Well, well first of all, I want to go back to the second game you mentioned. How was Tyler Hero? Tyler. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hero was, uh, he wasn't good. He wasn't good versus the Warriors. He wasn't really getting to his spots. And it seems like when Tyler Hero hesitates to get to where he wants to be, he already like loses that step. He realizes heavily on his first step. He doesn't have a, a ton of bursts after that. So him hesitating on what he was going to do last night versus a Warriors team that's very disciplined defensively. Man, that guy, Tyler Hero has work to do. He, he's going to face better defensive teams in the playoffs. And that's when it matters. And he has the regular season to work on that, but he did terrible last night. Would you compare Tyler Hero's game to Tyrese Maxey, or when you when you refer to like that first step and slash into the lane and? Yeah, uh, I I could compare Tyler Hero's game to Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey's more like finesse. Hero's more like skill, you know, and like Hero uses his burst to get like a floater or a pull up like midi like almost every time. But Maxie's going to use that speed to do that floater or to take a layup. He's not really going to pull up for a midi. 
Massey's more of like a, a three-point shooter, slasher to the rim, and then a floater. You know, he can get to his midi for sure, but Maxie rather do other things than that. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Going back to, you know, the Brooklyn game, you know, why why was it entertaining for you? I, I know I know you said it was entertaining. I'm not sure if it was, you know, entertaining for me to watch as a a fan of basketball. Why was it entertaining for you? This the the level of basketball being played was really cool. It was it was nice to see the forwards um on the court yesterday. Like seeing like Josh Green, Kleber for the Mavericks, uh ball out, Reggie Bullock, uh, Finney Smith, and then for the Nets you have O'Neal, you have Simmons, you have Kevin Durant. It was just nice to see like just a strategic battle between the coaches. It was nice to see two dominant point guards between Kyrie and, and, and Dantich. And Kyrie was just putting on a show. Like, that's why it was fun to watch, man. Kyrie was ridiculous, doing crazy stuff, man. And, you know, I couldn't keep my eyes off of that game. Because you know, Luca was doing some crazy passes that you just couldn't see. Like, he was LeBron or James Harden. James or just two and combined into one. And then you had Kyrie, man. Kyrie was doing these crazy moves and Kevin Durant was just so fun to just see him pull up anywhere and just shoot over anybody so you know what I, I do think that we did see the guys out there having fun which is beautiful to see you saw Luca smirk after that behind the pass no look um to uh Max Kebler you you saw you know Kyrie smiling after a defensive possession against Luca you know you saw Steve Nash smiling after that Ben Simmons steal from Luca that ended up in a you know a two two point uh, bucket. So it was great all across the board to see guys smile and actually enjoy the game and also display a high level of, of competitiveness. But for me, it wasn't entertaining because watching the game, I knew Brooklyn was going to lose especially in that final stretch because the brand of basketball that we saw last night was more hero ball and the offense was predictable. You know, if you go back six years to the Kenny Atkinson offense, there was a lot of double staggers. And that's when you see a guy on the wing, another guy set up a, a pick and roll up top. And then a, you, you got a guy running like Stephen Curry from one part of the court to the to the other. And he he's coming for that ball. And now you're opening up about two options. The, 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 the guy on the far right of the wing or the guy on the far left. Or you drop it down low to the guy on the inside. You know, and, and when we date back to some of the sets and the actions we saw from Kenny Atkinson, you, you start to see even the the pick and roll spin. That's when the guy, um, you know, your five or your four comes up top. He sets that screen and then he drops down low for that easy bucket. And when you go back to that offense, you don't you don't see any of that offense where the guys are being more strategic because I, I feel like the Nets roster is very limited because of the inability to have all five guys 
buy into attacking the rim. You know, a lot of times, and, and this has been said everywhere, you have four guys looking to attack the rim or to put up the shot, and you got one guy that's looking to just drop off the pass or make an extra pass. So in that context, from a basketball analysis and observation, it wasn't entertaining. And it's it's not entertaining to see two guys who have generational talent like KD and Kyrie combine for 70 plus points and lose a game. That's not entertaining, you know? You know like that? I, I don't because what it what it says is we are okay with our guys coming out and putting effort on both sides of the floor and giving it all they got up until the last second. Cause I mean, this went to overtime, right? And even in overtime, they lost by single digits by four points. You know, you just want to see more grit. You want to see more plays. You want to see more actions being run. You want to see more pick and rolls and you want to see guys attack the basket, you know, and, and, and make um, more open threes. There were some open looks that that didn't go down. But I think that um, when you look at the box score, it can be deceiving. And I think that you, when you look at Kyrie's 39 points, a lot of times we overlook that Kyrie also had 31 shot attempts. And that's not good because what that means is and we know this to be true because we we know what's going on in Brooklyn. What that means is he's being forced to put up more shots because other guys are not putting up those shots. And he said it the last game before this one. Shoot it, Ben. Now he took it in his own hands. <laughs> um, I get what you're saying, and I, I actually partially agree. I, I think Kyrie took I think Kyrie took hard shots yesterday. He took really hard shots, hard threes, hands in his face all over the place. And I saw a play. It's hilarious because, like, so, like, you're right. I mean, Ben Simmons brings the ball up to to give the ball to Kevin Durant at the post. That's what he does. He, he I mean, Ben Simmons brings the ball up. Kevin Durant's at the free throw line at the mid-range. He gets Kevin Durant in position to score, and, and that's what KD does. It's very much that Nets offense was very much pick your spot and, and score, but literally just for Kevin Durant and Kyrie. And I saw them run a play for Royce O'Neal last night, and I was like laughing in my head. I'm like, okay, that's the third out. Like that's like their other play that they're running for. The- <laughs> like they ran a set, and I remember Ben Simmons kicked it out to Neal, and it was clearly for Neal. Um, I believe it was like Simmons brought it up on the left side of the court. O'Neal had gotten a screen from the right side of the court. And I think Ben Simmons, like, I think Ben Simmons got a screen somewhere. Got a screen uh, crossed over and, and passed it to the Royce O'Neal, who was open for a little bit off of the screen. Shot the three. It was a miss. Um, but that just was some things that I, um, that I noticed from the Nets offense was it wasn't pretty with the others. And it looked like there wasn't really any plays for the others. You know, when it comes to life, when it comes to playing in an NBA game, you hear a lot of guys say, you know, we we were able to get into rhythm, right? So a lot of guys, they leverage that momentum and that rhythm of seeing shots go in 
to now take that that level of play and shot making quarter by quarter. And when you think about that, what comes to mind is it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And for me, when I look at this Brooklyn Nets team, I wonder when will they start winning? Because if if we're stuck at if they'll start winning or if they'll be, you know, over 500, either they're going to fire some uh, some coaches or uh, the coaching staff is going to get, uh, you know, shaken up a bit. Either they're going to make a trade at the trade deadline. Uh, either they're going to, you know, look at the free agent market, you know, the, or the, the buyout market. Something's going to happen if the Brooklyn Nets stop at if. But for you... Sorry to cut you off, but I, I think something will happen either way. Um, they just need another two-way guy. I feel not just need a two-way guy, but I just, I mean, in general, I believe a two-way guy will, will con- con- contribute significantly to the Nets. Um, someone that can really hold it down because, uh, hey, the offense can be fantastic or and amazing with those stars, but their defense since last year is just... Utah Wananabe is one of their best defenders. Yes, I said that. Utah Utah Wananabe is one of their best defenders and Royce O'Neal. And I just, I'd like to see them get better defensively. I, I agree with you. I would love to see them get better defensively, but I think we sometimes overlook their rebounding. The rebounding department, you know, it needs to get better. And that's where I don't like to see Ben at the five because a lot of times you're down low with bigger bodies. You know, you're down low with, we saw what Giannis, you know, did. You know, imagine going against a Joel Embiid or a Carl Anthony Towns down low. And then also, you're, you're talking about a guy that just came back from injury. Do you really want him banging down low with centers, night in and night out? You know, I don't right. think that's a smart move. Um, on the defensive end, I know the defense seems to get better, but I want to see Ben. But before we talk about, you know, going out to get more guys with more bodies, first of all, I, I want to see Ben defend guys one to three because I think seeing him bang down low and defend guys at the five, you're now causing Ky- KD and, Ky- and Kyrie to not only defend one, two, three, um, and, or one through four, because there's a lot of times where you saw Patty Mills and Luke, mm-hmm. um, Kyrie Irving on Luka last night. And the height advantage is ridiculous, right? And you're not going to win those matchups. But the other part of it is you're already playing KD and Kyrie big minutes. These guys are paying, playing their top in the NBA right now for minutes played. So you have to put that in the fact that they're not really getting much arrest now you're asking them to you know take on this big defensive assignment that ben is supposed to be helping with yeah i think for ben simmons like he he's been he's been like okay defensively but you really haven't you haven't really felt ben simmons ben simmons like strong performances on defense and the stats are there the stats are there but i mean it's kind of empty you know it's it's not doing much, you know. Ben Simmons has to continue being better. 
but you know um he's gonna have to keep building and like even that yesterday when he had that steal from luca and he found kevin durant for the trail dunk like honestly if, if, if ben simmons had messed up there right and ben simmons had a traveled or something they would have said he'd take the layup right and it's just it's that's the thing that is just like man we just I want them to flow so bad. I want them to just play basketball. And I just want Ben Simmons to play basketball, man. And that guy just keeps stopping short of of the basket. And for, for me, man, since Philadelphia, it's just not hasn't been normal. It's not normal to keep like, putting on the brakes like halfway between you between the three point line and the and, and the basket, and you're looking for somebody to pass to. Like goodness gracious! Like maybe that would be in the '80s or something. I don't know, but. It doesn't work in today's game, man. It doesn't. You know what? That is something that raises a huge level of concern. Stopping the breaks, picking up the dribble. Because once you pick up the dribble, your options are limited. Like my coach used to say, as soon as you pick up your dribble, you're dead. You can't go anywhere. You're essentially asking for a turnover or asking for it to be trapped in the scheme so yeah and and who wants that right especially when you have guys like you know kd and kyrie on your team who wants for these type of talents to be fighting for buckets or having to like you said take hard shots you, you talked about that earlier you know when you have a guy like kd and kyrie and draymond green talked about this last year in the playoffs um, against Boston, you know, when you have guys like that, you want a guy on the floor that can get them in their spots and make the game easier for them. Because once they get going, you know, everybody could feed off of their momentum because now that double is coming. Now the defense is looking to trap. So I wanted to actually transition. I wanted to just ask you a few things. Because uh, now we're talking about this game, and you know, uh, we did have a few observations from last night. Okay. A few observations. So I, I just like for you to choose uh, three things that you hated about the game, um, and three things, and we we went over them a few. Uh, uh, we went over a few of them just just now, but uh, it seems like we have a good list of three things that we hate, three things that we love about the game. And I'll jump in. Yeah, for sure. So, you know what? The first thing I'll say that I loved about the game, I love seeing Christian Wood in a Dallas uniform. You know, him playing, you know, next to Luca, who's a elite playmaker and also a guy that knows how to win and has playoff experience. I think that's going to be good for Christian Wood's career. You know, a guy who's, who's long, who's tall who's talented he has a nice touch you know uh, around the rim he's he has he has a lot of tools in the toolbox and you know a lot of times when you see him on the floor he's not guessing he knows what's what he wants to do he knows what he can do and to put him next to Luca that's that's something I love seeing um, so yeah so that was that was one thing I love seeing you know, on 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 Dallas's side. Yeah. Well, one thing I noticed to build off of that point, off that Christian Wood point, is that JaVale McGee starts. 
instead of Christian Wood. And I actually love that. I actually love that for Christian Wood um, because he's able to go off the bench and he's able to contribute whatever he can off the bench and be just a solid player for that team. And JaVale McGee can start the game off defensively and really help them, the Mavericks out. So I actually I like that move. That is a, that's an interesting move. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it helps the rotation. You know, you can give, uh, you can give Christian Wood more mileage, you know, coming off the bench. You know, another thing I, you know, health is wealth, right? And another thing I liked seeing yesterday was uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. being healthy. We all know that since Tim Hardaway Jr. has been in Dallas, he's been a great complimentary player next to Luka. So I love seeing Tim Hardaway Jr. out there uh, making open shots, being aggressive and, you know, showing us, you know, like it, it's it's in his blood, man. It's in his blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Tim Hardaway, he's a really good two-way player. I love I love his shooting and I love his fit with Luka. So it's good to see him back out there. And I, I would say since you only gave me three, the the last thing I loved about the game last night is Dallas having six guys in double figures. Okay. You know, that that's that's a testament of solid team play, getting guys involved, getting guys in the rhythm, and you know, rewarding guys for the way they play the game and the way they approach their role having six guys in double figures and then having a win on top of that that's an amazing testament to that dallas mavericks uh, basketball yeah i was looking at their roster a little bit they're like they're semi-deep you know um they have some really solid players on the on their bench like you know kleber kleber really choked hold the nets yesterday they he had some big shots first the nets in overtime i i don't know if you remember you saw I, he he hit one like dagger three versus the Nets. Um, Kleber is a really good player, role player for them. Um, Reggie Bullock had a dagger three. Like, yeah, those they were just flying, man. He was too open. He was too open. Um, yeah, I just love that team. I like I like the the makeup of that team forward wise. Like, I was looking at their team and I'm like, their forward room is a solid. You know, with Penny Smith, Bullock, Hardaway Jr. You know, you can put Kleber at forward sometimes. Uh, and you have Josh Green. I know we were talking about Josh Green a little bit. If you want to you wanna talk about Josh Green. You know what? He's 21 years old. He's playing with really good professionals over there. He's playing in a winning program. But what impressed me about him the most is that his, his shot making, he yeah. was hitting some hard shots. And I was like, wow, this guy is good. That's, that's that's nice uh, because I remember watching him. I remember watching him in high school and, and just hearing about him, and like just wanting him to pan out. I was a fan with him, a fan of him in the draft, and so just wanting him to pan out. I think he's slowly getting there, and I think the Mavericks will will work with him. They drafted him and they're they're giving him time to grow. So, um, yay, he can be he can be, become a really good player. He can become a really good player. Just give him a little time. Yeah, so, um, you know, let, let's jump into what I hated about the game. Um, what you hated about the game. Uh, so what I hated about the game, 
right, well, I'll say what I hated about the game was I just I just think that me I'm a defensive guy, so I just what I didn't like about the game was just the lack of defense. Like you said earlier, like it was it was fun to watch like the offensive display, but it did look like an all star game. So I think that that has to be corrected uh, just defensively, but it's the regular season. So I just think defensively it was kind of all over the place in that in the, in the game. I mean, there's not much more. I didn't really. I liked what I was watching. You like seeing Nick Claxton put up that three in the corner and hit the side of the backboard. Hey, well, someone got to take it. Someone got to take that three. And um, I don't know if the other lefty will. I don't know. So, so, so here, here, here's something I, I, I really hated seeing last night, and that was the double team against KD. I mean, he's by far your best scorer just because, not, not necessarily skill and shot making, but just because of the height, the wingspan, the ability to shoot over defenders, you know, from six foot to seven foot, right? And you want to make the game easy for a guy like that. And the double team not only coming, but being effective against the Brooklyn Nets. I hated seeing that throughout the game. Hated seeing that. Yeah. I For, for Kevin Durant, it's, it's really hard. Like, I always wonder what's going to help Kevin Durant, um, like, on this Nets team, as far as that. Like, I don't know if, like, a playmaking point guard would help him or, like, what would on this roster would help Kevin Durant easy to load. And then I also remind myself that Kevin Durant probably doesn't want to ease the load. He probably enjoys that. So, uh, it's uh, it's tough to analyze Kevin Durant because he he, he enjoys those those double teams, those, those hard shots arising over anybody. And so... You definitely want to easier the load on him, and I'm I'm looking forward to T.J. Warren and um, Joe Harris getting healthy so that he has a little bit more scoring. I thought Joe Harris would come back and really help score, like help with the Nets in scoring and actually defensively and rebounding. And I don't say this enough, but I think Seth Curry coming back could be yeah. a huge game changer for the Brooklyn Nets because he can take a guy off the dribble. All right, man. It was great talking to you. Yeah, it was great talking to you too, man. All right, man. We out. We out.